0: Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics,
1: while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain.
0: This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice.
1: However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining.
2: Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Shrink Wrap.
0: Hey there. It's
1: our favorite day of the week.
0: It's recording day. I know, it's not Brody's favorite day. Brody stressed, you guys. We're telling on you, Brody. Take a
1: moment for Brody.
0: Let's do.
2: It's just been a busy week. It's all good. We should do a group hug. The 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 stressors and joys of owning a small business. So it's mm. in especially in 2021. So it's all good.
1: I don't even know what you're talking about. Is it just not smooth sailing? You're just rolling around in cash. There's and-
2: just less rainbows and kittens. And, and yeah. If you if you dive into the shallow end of the money pool, the yeah. George McD- or Scrooge McDuck swimming pool full of money, it's a little lower. But um, but no, I mean there's still ample amount of kittens and rainbows yes. and Perfect. and swimming. You know,
1: there's going to be somebody out there going, Scrooge like, what? Yeah, I know. Uh,
2: true.
0: I got to tell you guys something funny. Oh, So you know what the secret is we're talking about? Well, tell them first what we're talking about.
1: So I like this. So she's like, Becky, you're going to have to announce the title. And then she's like, <laughs> so here's what we're talking about. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about surviving an affair. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked about when an affair happens. Today, we're going to talk about how can you rebuild if that's what you want to do.
0: You know what the secret is to a long, successful marriage? (laughs) Do tell. Okay. So the older you get, you can't hear shit. You just can't. It's a true story. It's true. And so like our house, the middle of it has like a super high ceiling. And so that just... F's up that acoustic's even worse, right? <laughs> so we spend half our marriage going, what? Huh? What'd you say? And you're too tired to argue because you're like, Jesus, I've said this three times. So anyway, the other day, <laughs> I'm walking in the bathroom and Mark goes, what do you want to watch on TV? And of course, Ted Lasso. And he mm-hmm. goes, why am I an asshole? And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, Mark, we don't have time for that list. We just don't. I'm bent over laughing. i like, this die. is our marriage. Okay. Here's the no.
1: factoid. So wait, here's what I do when that happens. Okay. Last night, Jim goes, do you think Bear, who's our dog, do you think Bear has hearing issues? And I go, what? you <laughs> mean. And I do. 75% of the time, I can get him with that. And then he'll go, I wasn't. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you are mean. I'm terrible. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. okay. So here's the factoid. We'll make Brody guess since he's so Uh-oh. happy right now. <laughs> What percentage of, of divorces are attributed to infidelity in the United States? According to the APA, she got a real, a real source.
2: She got, got a real, real
1: source this time.
2: Your grades are going to come up this semester, friend. Good job. <laughs> what percentage due to infidelity? Uh, I It's 45. Dude,
0: Pretty close. Yeah. It's actually in the 20 to 40% of all divorces. So you were close to Which the is range.
1: Which way lower than what I would have guessed. It's a pretty mm-hmm. big spread still. Like It is a big spread. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 to 40. It's 40 to 70% from- of marriages <laughs> will <laughs> exactly. end because someone was unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is so smart. How does he predict that?
2: <laughs> well, and as therapists or as researchers, you know that 83% of all statistics are made up on the spot, right? So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: guess your (laughs) stat.com
1: okay oh my goodness so we're gonna talk about when an affair happens and the sort of feelings that can come with that Um, I don't like to ever use the word normal because it maybe just doesn't exist in my world Mm -hmm. but you know you can feel betrayed you can feel super angry you can feel stressed out you can feel anxiety anger sadness despair broken, shattered. And some people actually feel relieved. Right. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about why that is. Um, But the most important thing we want you to take away from this is there's no right or wrong way to feel. You're going to feel how you feel. Right, and so there's a gentleman by the name of Brendan. That is, I notice I made you yes. say that, you guys. This, is, <laughs> when I was reviewing this, and she puts again for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, she puts an <laughs> F and B by everything, Fran or Becky. Anything
0: I can't pronounce, she put a Becky. Becky by
1: this one, and I literally Googled how to say his name, and I couldn't find it. Um, <laughs> But he is, um, he was, he's a writer and he contributed to um, a Gottman post. There's a couple of posts um, by Dr. John Gottman. And um, he talked about the two posts. If you go to the Gottman website are what happened when he had an affair and when he told his wife about it mm-hmm. and what was their building experience after that. Um, and so there's all, another book you can get called What Makes Love Last. Mm-hmm. By Dr. John Gottman, and you'll hear us talk about the Gottmans time and time again because they are the relationship gurus mm-hmm. um internationally, actually. So
0: so let's just do a quick recap of like why people cheat. And if you're not sure, go back to our previous podcast, but we're going to just kind of encapsulate what we were talking about. A lot of times it's because of relationship deficiencies, like one person feels, I'm not important to you. You don't care about me. I feel more lonely in the marriage than if I were actually single. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this results from constantly turning away from the other person, dismissing them. And what I see today, like in my office, I see this more than ever, Yeah, uh, more than ever because of social media. People right. are like engrossed in their phone. The partner's talking to them. They don't even look up. They just don't even respond. They don't look at the person. They don't make eye contact. They don't even grunt. Yeah.
1: Nothing. So if, if you take nothing away today, um, put your damn phones down. Mm-hmm. Put the damn phone down down, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's just during supper, but I'm hearing that from, um, husbands and wives across the board that their respective spouses just will not get off the phone, Mm -hmm. whether they're playing Candy Crush or on Facebook or whatever it might be. And you really do feel alienated when that happens. And one of the things that Gottman's talk about are bids, bids for affection. And bids can be big where you go up to your your loved one and you say, hey, I'm really down and I really need some support right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's a bid for affection. You're asking for some support, some attention, and then hopefully your spouse goes, what do you need from me? How can I help? But Julie Gottman will talk about, um, she always says, if there's one thing you can teach your clients to say in a relationship, it's, huh? Because it's just that one simple syllable can answer a Mm bid. And so when we're driving down the road, and I'm always like, I am the spouse that's on my phone, or I'm working on stuff, or I'm listening to stuff. And uh, my husband will say, oh my God, there was a falcon, or there was a hawk. And I literally put everything down and I go, huh? And sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes it's not, but it's interesting to him. So therefore it's interesting to me. That's a bid for affection. And that's all it takes. Just a
0: response. That's it. Any a response. A a smile, yes. something
1: to right. let them know that you heard them. Yeah. So it just lets them know that they are important to you.
0: Yeah. And sometimes like I try to, now that I'm, you know, really focused on this more, even if I'm walking back and forth in the house and my husband comes home late, you know, he's harvesting right now, he's tired. Walking by him, I just kind of pat his head or whatever, (laughs) or a little
1: little hand on the back or whatever,
0: something to like. I see you. You're here. You're important to me. It doesn't take
1: a lot. It does not.
0: So I think that once someone is not getting these things, you start formulating in your head, I would be so better off with the neighbor because she's hot. And so I'm going to focus on how I'd be happier with Sue. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to focus on every single negative thing my spouse has ever done and only focus on the negatives. Yes. And when you are in that state, look out because that's when you're super vulnerable to you're more likely to cheat.
1: Right. Because I mean, regardless of what your spouse is doing or not doing, it's not going to be good enough because it's not going to be as well as or as good as what Sue's doing next door in mm-hmm. all of her hotness and perfectness, right? Yeah, I want to meet this Sue. I know she's pretty hot. I'm just saying. Uh huh. So after infidelity happens, is the relationship worth saving? And that is something as a therapist that we will tell you only you can answer. We will never tell you you should stay or you should go. Um, but if you go to the Gottman website um, or if you get the book when or making love last, you can look at some of the questionnaires. That can tell you what is the likelihood. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the chances that your relationship's going to so survive? So it's like a crystal ball. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, just get a magic eight ball <laughs> and shake it up. Should I get divorced? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is actually, I can't think of what it's called. It's called the yes no some generator. That's what it is. It's a thing. Yes no generator. You're making that up. I, no, okay, generator. look it up. So Stephen Vertucci, I had to. Speak I had had to pick a divorce attorney that was an expert, but also Italian because duh. Duh. Anyway, so he suggests the following things. You got to think about this. After the person cheats, you're like, do you want to kiss and make up? Or do you want to throw him (laughs) to the curb? Oh my god! Right? So no, but he's serious. He says, do you really want to work it out with this person? Or are you really willing to leave this person? That's what you got to think about. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I found the yes-no generator, by the way. See? Yeah. Is Fran a dork? What? I'm going to... Oh, it well, says no. Brody, Brody why yeah, would she say the that? It's yes-no no generator. Yeah, it says no. If See? you're going to
2: leave your relationship status yeah. after a divorce or after an infidelity up to it, I mean, I think it can answer it's, a simple question like, is Fran a dork? Yeah, and it's, it
1: knows. It's yesno generatorcom And com. it said hell no. Is Becky amazing? It said hell no. It said no. Ah!
0: <laughs> So my previous
1: answers are no. You
0: were naughty.
2: So you you might be better off with a magic eight ball. You got some gray area. Yeah. Brody Krabby. Oh,
1: okay. Is Brody Krabby?
0: Yes! (laughs) Oh, see, it's it's higher than 50% right now. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, Oh my goodness. So, okay, here, back on track here, people. You guys just get distracted. We're asking. Back to Mr. Vitucci After somebody cheats, this is what you're supposed to be asking. Are you going to be able to let go of your anger and your resentment? See, I don't need to read that now. Okay, (laughs) see, because. I mean that you got to be honest with yourself because if you're 30 years into the relationship and you are still better and I see this with people and they
1: don't want to they'll say no No. I'm not letting go of that shit I'm holding on to it and I'm throwing
0: it in his face or in her face and and they're going to pay and their new identity becomes torturing their spouse for life it's sad to see it does yeah
1: I, um, I knew of a couple that was getting divorced. This obviously not clients and, um, the husband had had an affair and it was, um, did you really have to tell somebody that I had had this affair to which the spouse said, did you really have to screw her? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect example yes. of bitterness. Yeah. Like, Let it alone. Yeah.
2: And but can, fair though. I don't know. This yeah. is an issue that, I, and and maybe it's a like, I need to set up a table on a campus and say, change my mind. But like, this has always been a deal breaker for my wife and I. Like, yeah. if you're stepping away, then step away and go do that. Mm-hmm. And then don't come back. But and now we have kids. So maybe I, I guess I, I haven't been in this situation, but gosh, I just don't know how I would get over mm-hmm. it. It's I don't hard. know how I wouldn't imagine that happening. Happening every time you see that person yeah it's right. doable
1: but it's hard and like you said you pointed out the perfect thing you have kids now mm-hmm. and that changes everything it changes everything when it's no kids it's easy to say get the hell out of here mm-hmm. you're dead to me yeah but now it's like oh you're the other parent in mm-hmm. this family and it gets a little more challenging right um and which leads to the next question can you imagine yourself ever being happy again
0: mm-hmm. despite the infidelity right which is yeah so, okay, so here's some tips. If you decide, yes, it's worth it, I'm going to make it work, my suggestion and the suggestion of many experts is get some help. You mm-hmm. know, if you obviously had issues leading up to this, um, it's really nice to have a third party that's going to sit you guys down and be provide a safe place where people are not throwing furniture, mm-hmm. right? And you're able to talk about how you feel, you're able to express your anger, you're able to teach them, how are you going to empathize with the other person? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got to feel heard in a safe place. Absolutely. And I just want to say that if you really
1: want to do a preventative thing, which I know this isn't what this episode's about, but Mm -hmm. why don't you go seek some help? before.
0: Yeah. (laughs) When you're feeling unhappy and you're thinking about
1: Susie the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, I'm not happy with my spouse and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Go get some help. And I've been mentioning to people and it's been kind of a thing over the past couple of weeks where they'll go home and they'll say, Hey, you know, Becky's recommended that you and I get some couples counseling Mm -hmm. to which the other person will say, well, we're not that bad. Ah, you might be if that's what is being (laughs) recommended, or we don't want to get that bad. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, you know, if you have a lump somewhere on you that you shouldn't have a lump, do you really want to wait until you have 45 lumps
0: before you go see a doctor? Or maybe will you get it checked out sooner? Uh, Again, therapy can be preventative, but also it's like for you as the individual, if you're recognizing that everything you're thinking about your partner is negative and you're fantasizing about Oh, Susie looks at me. Susie's hot. Susie yeah. talks to me. Red flag, people, go get some therapy. Huge red flag. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know what? We will help. If a couple comes in, we will help you guys to stay on topic mm-hmm. without attacking. I mean, I don't know how many times where I've went like tweet, tweet, referee timeout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're gonna rain this back. Now, when you said this, what were you really trying to get across? Mm-hmm. You know, I hate you and I hope you die. What were you really meaning when you said that? I'm guessing it was, I'm very hurt and devastated and I kind of want you to hurt a little bit too. And right. we'll kind of help direct that a little bit. hmm We can also help um, address with any unmet needs in the relationship and healthy ways to meet those needs because we aren't in the middle of it. And there's that saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. And so here we are in the outside and we can take a look and say, well, no wonder this isn't working out. Have you guys thought about this? Have you thought about that? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, we can't do a date night. There's no way we can do date nights. We have kids. We can't get anybody to babysit. And then we can say, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Right. Because we're not in the midst of it.
0: Right. So we can help you navigate that. Right. And also we can help with assessing for any other contributing factors like what if somebody has untreated depression right Right, or is addicted to something or what about like all the contextual issues that people ignore like pandemics or what if the partner is racist or what if the extended family is all up in your business all the time you know like ding dong and they just walk in the door and one person thinks it's fine and the other one thinks it's an invasion of privacy right because the one person has grown up with that Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that that's really not necessarily healthy, right?
1: And there's ways to you don't have to cut that family out of your life. But yeah, so we can just help you brainstorm a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I also think therapy helps people in a safe environment, again, Mm -hmm. really look at why did you cheat? Because that person that was cheated on, that is that is the question. Why? Right?
1: How do you feel about so I've asked this question, you know, over 21 years, multiple times, um, when people say, I don't know, I just did. Mm. I always wave a bullshit flag. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bullshit. Nobody just wakes up one day and goes, I don't know. It's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I think I'll find somebody to sleep with other than my spouse.
2: Have you guys watched Sex Life on Netflix? Mm Mm-mm. I have not either, so I can't speak all the way to it. My wife and I watched the trailer. It's this woman, like, fantasizing about this guy who comes oh. back into her life of how she, you know, you this was the woman I used to be. And now mm. I'm with this guy who yeah. also seems kind of hot. But now we have kids. And it's just not who I am anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Like, to, right. it, it, it fetishized. And again, this was the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right. nope, I don't have any interest in that. Yeah. But it seemed to fetishize the whole, like, who I used to be and yeah. this whole, like... Uh, the, I don't know if there's a cheating culture or whatever, but right. uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see it portrayed that way in in the media.
1: Boogie right. Nights. I'm like, what was that Mark Wahlberg movie?
2: <laughs> you are a bright shining star. <laughs>
1: uh, that was yeah. a great movie, by the way. It I was really, a great movie. I really liked it. I like Mark Wahlberg, though. Um, how to determine if the cheater will cheat again? Yes, that's no, the Generator. Question. Yeah, exactly. yeah. If you can't get your hands on a magic another table, hard-hitting
2: source from Fran yeah. Dr. Fran <laughs> Oh
0: my gosh, I'm gonna die. Gottman and his questionnaire. You know, Super Gottman.
1: So I'm gonna recommend Gottman. Fran's gonna recommend the Yes No Generator. And you know what? You know what, listeners? You decide. You decide what you need to do. But there are a couple of questionnaires that he says, Dr. Gottman, that is, to assist in determining if there's a higher risk for future betrayals. And here are some of the questions you can or some warning signs, I guess, that you can look for.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so if the person does not view cheating as wrong, immoral or unethical or they're justifying it based on, you know. It's your fault or whatever. Or they just have a dismissive perspective on cheating. Like you're making a bigger deal. It didn't mean anything to me. Why are you all rubbed up about it?
1: What a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I know. It's
2: just like that just hits me in a terrible place.
1: Have we heard it? Oh, yeah, we have. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Won't take any responsibility. Mm -hmm. And like I said in the previous episode, my belief, happy people don't cheat. Mm, Here we go again. To which always pisses off. Pollyanna always pisses off. It's not a Pollyanna. It's the opposite of a Pollyanna, whatever that is. But the other spouse will always look at me like, screw you. Like, mm-hmm. Don't blame me for their cheating. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not excusing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just explaining. Happily married people don't cheat or people who are in a happy, healthy relationship don't cheat. Um, and so you have to take responsibility though. I was unhappy. Here's mm-hmm. what I was unhappy with. And here's how I, you know, you should have handled it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's a long history of lies and deception. Right.
0: That's another red flag to look for. Yeah. Or if the person is super secretive, they're like a spy FBI is, agent. I'm yeah. They're that. like hiding stuff and they're hiding their phone or they're yeah. sleeping with their phone. I hear yeah. this a lot in couples therapy. Oh my All of a sudden she started sleeping with her phone and it's under her pillow and it's like, okay, that's a red flag. Or they take it in the shower with them while they're showering. Really? Yeah. Oh, you've never but, heard that? No.
1: It's just to
2: yeah. turn on a podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you listen yeah. to shrink wrap in the shower. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Okay, oh. so h-
2: hang on, I am going to interject yeah, yeah, yeah. for a minute. Yeah. So, uh, in a previous life, or I lived someplace else, and a mentor that I had um, was a full on sex addict. Mm -hmm. Sure, And so he was, he was in a marriage. They had, he was also HIV positive actually. And well, that can
1: be a side effect. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. And he, I mean, there was like trauma, there's all this other stuff, but he would say like, it's, he was one of those people who didn't have his own Facebook account anymore. Like it was Mm -hmm. him and his wife together, which either means you're old and one of you don't understand it or you messed up around and now you're together. And it was the, it, it was never about the sex. It was the hunt.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the thrill of the it chase. was the
2: thrill of the chase, right? right. It's, I I can and so it was it was social media where he got himself right. in trouble because it was just talking to all these people, and so then the sex was just a side effect. But yeah. it was and so I don't know if that's. A sex addict, per like, I I don't know how it's all. Or does sh- it go
1: into love addiction that we talked right. about a while ago? Attention addiction.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, you certainly didn't love these. Love, I mean, right? Yeah, I don't love these. But hoes there I'm is up dope, like a dopamine but,
1: hit, you know, when you're yeah. out there and you can get the attention. And I've heard some people say like, there's a power trip too, mm-hmm. that if I can get you interested in me, I feel a little bit. I've got some power over you.
0: Yeah. You know what the real question is, Becky? What? Why was this guy Brody's mentor, his love mentor? Yeah, what mentor? Oh.
2: So it was interesting. Was it? So he was mm. he like so this was in St. Louis, and he probably will never listen, but he would tell the story I guess himself. But he was my mentor for um, HIV and sex education when I oh, in sure. grad school. Yeah. So he was going into these inner city schools as like, hey, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a like six foot two ex football player named Salim. He would always say, people ask me if I'm if I'm Muslim. I say, put a ham in front of me, see what happens. <laughs> And so I look like me, which is a 240 pound, five foot, six white guy from Minnesota with a beard. And uh, he goes, this is my buddy Brody. He wrestles bears. He's from the North. Don't fuck with him. Uh, (laughs) It was great. And so we were, you know, we worked together for a while and I learned a lot from him and we were sitting uh, in his car before uh, uh, we went to do a presentation one day. He goes, you ever cheat on your wife? And I said, no. I said, have have, do you need to talk about? This? Have you? He goes, yeah, yeah, a couple <laughs> different times, and so then he kind of started <laughs>
1: yeah. the baddest yeah. couple, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> kind of started to talk about it, and it was, I, I think he was just trying to be more open with it. You yeah. know, it, you hide these things under a bushel, and they'll they'll grow, right? Yeah,
1: take the shame out. Uh, yeah.
2: So I don't know. That was it. Was always very interesting to me. There was, yeah. I guess, I'll keep going. So that we had a Great Dane at the time. Uh, And I, it was, he was a great dog. He was Mm -hmm. a big, stupid dog, but he's great dog. We went, we were running a, uh, not a tough mutter, but the warrior dash. Mm -hmm. And I was holding the dog and, you know, people love coming up and talking and whatever. And he was sitting next to my wife and he goes, I don't you ever get nervous with all that attention the dog brings? And like, people are looking at him and she's like, what? No. Right. Yeah. Why, why would I Right. like, they're looking at the dog and I know him. So mm-hmm. what's, uh, I don't know. It's just a very different yes. that mindset. It's a very different mindset. Yeah. And if you, my wife always says, if you, if you are looking for it, you're going to find it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so the happy people don't cheat. I don't know. Maybe that's, I'm still on the fence about it. Yeah. Yeah. But-
0: no. Yeah, If well, you're happy, why are you going to cheat? Oh, here we go. I'm not going there again. <laughs> not okay, going so there. one more But wait thing. a minute.
1: No, because this gets into what we were talking about She's before we She's going to throw down here.
0: here any minute. No, cause. I'm not. Okay, what?
1: It's social media because we've gotten a couple of Facebook <laughs> messages. Oh, yeah. Hey, ladies, are you pretty?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ladies, are you married? To
1: which I delete, but I always kind of want to say, does that work for you? Like, has that ever worked where somebody's like, I look like a horse's ass, but are you free tonight? Like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. No. It's so bad.
0: It's so bad. Okay. Oh so the final thing that is a warning sign that Gottman suggests is that if the person really cannot empathize with pain or your distrust... They're Mm -hmm. like, you know, just showing no empathy, which why would you have married somebody like that in the first place? That should have been a red flag a while ago. Because they showed it in the beginning. They pretended Uh, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're good. True, 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 true. But now after they totally betrayed your trust, they're showing no empathy red flag. Yeah. And I've, I've had numerous
1: couples over the years where, um, cheating has taken place and the marriage has survived and thrived. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the steps to that in a second. Um, but the big factor was whoever did do the stepping out was as devastated in a different way Mm -hmm. as their spouse. Right. They were like, I am so sorry. That was a shit thing to do. If you left tomorrow, I wouldn't even argue Mm -hmm. because I don't know that I would stay with me. Mm -hmm. But whatever I need to do, I I will do it. I will do anything. Here's my phone. Here's everything. Right. And um, working towards the process, which we're going to talk about. Mm Because Gottman's do have a trust revival method. Mm -hmm. And for those of you listening that are in a similar situation, what I'm going to tell you is it takes time. Yeah. That's probably the number one thing. Trust isn't going to occur again in a week or a month. It's going to take... Sometimes years, right? Gradually to rebuild and get to, but you can do this. And so, the first phase we talk about is the atonement. That's kind of what we alluded to. Mm-hmm. Train train mm-hmm. allowing the person who was cheated on to express all of their feelings this can go on for many months and may include criticism always bring up past and questioning and checking on the cheating person mm-hmm. now what i'm going to say is i think if you do this in therapy it can decrease the time frame on that mm-hmm. because you do have somebody to help guide that and help guide the forgiveness process.
0: Um, And so that can be sped up a little bit. I agree with that. But this be an ugly phase. It is This be an ugly phase. I mean, this is where your relationship's resilience is totally tested. And people are like, I hate you. I want to divorce you. You know, constantly throwing up what you did. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be doing it. I'm just saying this is the phase. This is what happens.
1: Right. I will often ask couples to not throw it you know to not talk about it unless they're in the office Mm -hmm. and if that means we have to meet weekly we meet weekly but and if you have to go write it down or put it in your phone do that um, but I really prefer they aren't having these knockdown dragouts without me there to kind of referee it a little bit and right. make sure it's productive and not just a, I fucking hate you session.
0: Right. And also, I mean, if you have kids at home too, I, they don't need to be hearing this stuff at they home. They do in not between. need to
1: hear any of this, write yeah. that down, say it louder for the people in mm-hmm. back. Your kids don't need any of this. No.
0: No, and so I agree with you. I think that's a really good thing. Save it for therapy, write it down, phone a friend, whatever. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah, yeah.
1: According to the Gottman Method, it is the cheater's responsibility. I hate that word, cheater. I would rather say it is the person who cheated's responsibility Mm -hmm. to take fault as well as to make amends and reparation. And that person must also accept total blame and responsibility while remaining non-defensive. And that's not to say... So I, I'm going back to it. Happy married people don't don't cheat. But that's not to say everything, you know, was um, your fault, and the marriage was perfect until you went out and cheated, right? And so I think no excuses, but what could you you know what what needs weren't getting met? And how could you have handled that differently?
0: Okay, did you watch the Undoing with Nicole Kidman and isn't Hugh Grant? Yeah, I did. You saw that? Okay, okay. So think about this, Brody. He, they seemed like they had a happy marriage. She, she seemed happy, Mm -hmm. right? In this movie, they seemed to. He seemed happy, right? In this movie, yeah. Okay. yeah in no in real life Becky yes well, in movie. okay yes. so in in a movie yes. a happily married person oh, might oh god I'm gonna knock I am saying <laughs> that Hugh Grant had it all I mean he's married to yeah. Nicole Kidwin they had a beautiful son he okay and this opportunity kind of happened and, he, and you so Same. what I'm saying is happy people that may not be fully developed okay you know they're shallow they're selfish cheat. It happens. Yeah. Not just in movies in real life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I can agree with that. Okay. So when your partner gets angry, it's believe me, it's easier to, for me to say this than for you to do it. Right. Emotional reactivity control. You just want to just Listen, take full responsibility. You have every reason to be angry with me. I'm sorry I hurt you. I never intended to betray your trust. Listen, listen, empathize, empathize. Take all the blame. And the only thing the other person that was cheated on needs to do is consider, am I going to be able to forgive this person? Right. Am I going to be able to do it? Consider. I like that word. Just consider. You don't Mm -hmm. have to answer that today. Right. But just consider And it. don't push people to forgive either. Mm-mm. You know, that's something that's going to take time if they can do it at all. Absolutely.
2: So I feel like there should be another disclaimer at the beginning of the show. I've been thinking about this past couple of weeks. A lot of the things that we talk about here are like... I think admittedly, really high level emotional intelligence, self awareness type stuff. Like you kind of need to have your shit together mm-hmm. and be able to look at yourself outside of yourself mm-hmm. um, to be able to work on the. And I mean, yeah. that's what they're, I guess right. I just right. what
1: therapy is. Yeah, that's right? what therapy is. Yeah.
2: I think for to, I would I'd maybe just take a minute and normalize how fucking hard, mm, I mean, yeah. all of this yes. is, right? Yeah. And how much time it, it, it takes it's it's not easy to dissect yourself.
1: And I mean, it's an investment because a lot of times we will recommend that each of you have your own individual therapist in addition to whoever's doing your marital therapy mm-hmm. so that you do have a space to sit down and say, I hope she dies. I hope he, you know, walks off a, you know, short walk on a long bridge or however that stupid saying goes long. Or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so you can get that out and then you can practice with your therapist. OK, so when you meet with your marital therapist And you go through this, what are some things we can do to help keep the reactions at a minimum? Mm -hmm. Um, and I say it's an investment, it's an investment of time and it's an investment of money, but I still say you're going to spend less time and money doing this than you are on a divorce. And that's what I always tell them in a scenario
2: like that. Would the individual therapist and the marriage therapist talk to each other?
1: Often there is a release signed so that we can talk to each other. Um, but it isn't totally necessary if that isn't what anybody's comfortable with. Right it's whatever the clients are comfortable with. And Fran and I, I'm going to speak for Fran here for a second, but typically what we do is, so Brody, if you're my client and um, Fran is your marriage therapist, I'm going to say, Hey Brody, would you sign this release? Because I want to tell Fran what we talked about today. I want to tell her that you said this and this and this, are you comfortable if I share that with Fran? So you know exactly what's being said.
0: And Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's how you do it too. Yep, absolutely. And it can be really helpful if Mm -hmm. you're coordinating with that other therapist. Yeah, that way everybody's on the same page. Right. Yeah.
1: So we're going to talk about... getting it all out on the table. So in order for the wounded partner to accept and move past what happened, they have to get all the answers to why it happened in the first place. And I typically take anywhere from one to three sessions, just depending, Mm -hmm. where I look at the person who um, stepped out of the relationship and I say, okay, today's the day. Mm -hmm. You're going to say everything, everything. Mm -hmm if you haven't copped to it yet, this is your safe zone. This is your cone of safety. You're going to cop to everything today because at some point, um, whether it's one to three sessions, then we're going to say, everything's out on the table. We know everything. We don't have to quit. You know, we can quit asking, well, okay. Remember that one time when you went to Walmart and you said you were going to be home at five, but then you got home at five twenty. were you having sex in the parking lot? Because we
0: already talked about that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that something you do or something similar? I don't know. I think I'm more cynical because I'm older, as you guys always <laughs> never fail to not point out. I just don't believe they do it. I think really? there's always lying by omission. I oh. I rarely ever think they have a coming to Jesus and spill it all. And really, honestly, I I want your thoughts on this, Becky, because it's like, Is it more, does it cause more harm than good to know every single detail of what happened and where? Well, it depends.
1: So when I say everything, I'm more saying like, okay, remember that one time I told you that I was at a such and such meeting. I was really at the Ramcota with Mm -hmm. my lover. Yeah. I think there can be some harm in, okay, did you guys do this together? Did you do that together? Right. Getting down to like the the dirty
0: sex acts. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think that could wreck things. I do too. And so, then you can't get those images out of your no, head. No.
1: And so then you're trying to repair and you're in bed together and all you're thinking about is all the dirty shit yep. your mm-hmm. partner did with the person they cheated with. Right. It just gets really rough.
0: Yeah. So the details are more about like where and how versus right. what and what. Right. Yeah. You know, a
1: million years ago I worked for a couple of attorneys here in town and they told me that the number one rule when you're in law school is you learn you don't ever ask a question you're not prepared to hear the answer to. Mm-hmm. And I've taken that with me in life. Yeah. And so I will tell they're like I'm going to ask my spouse this this and this and I'm like are you prepared for the answer though? Right. Like are you prepared for them to say, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, we had sex all the time in our bedroom because to me that would be that would be a rough one mm-hmm. to be like in our marital bed. Right. You got dirty you
2: mm-hmm. but wouldn't you want to know like i i totally hear what you're saying like i if if this were if my situation i don't know that i would it it's a train wreck yeah right but and so i i don't want to know but i feel like i have to know Mm-hmm. I, I don't maybe it's a i'd have to be in the situation to to be there but that and is that, a yeah
0: i guess for me it would be more about How emotionally connected were they versus were they just having sex? So
1: off chart here, Mm -hmm. I want to ask your opinion on something. So let's say you have somebody that comes into your office and they've been married 10, 15, 25 years. And they're like, but you know what? In our first two years of marriage, I did step out a couple of times Mm -hmm. and I feel like I should tell my spouse. What would you tell? Hell no. I would say, don't yeah. do it. I always say, what's going to be your motive? Really? Yeah, What's going to be your motive? Well, I just want to get it off my chest. Yeah. Okay, so once again, it's about you.
0: Right, it's selfish. And how
1: you're going to feel better because now you've absolved yourself of your sins, but now you're going to decimate your
0: spouse. Yeah, go to your church or go right. tell a friend or write it in a journal and burn it or something like that. I mean, obviously, if they're still cheating. Oh, different. It's yeah. A different. Sort no, of but thing. I am
1: literally talking. It hasn't happened in 20 plus years, mm. 10 plus years, whatever. Yeah. I always say, let's go through the motivation, right? Because nine times out of 10, you're just going to destroy everything right over mm. a dumb, dumb choice. I
0: agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then your spouse gets to sit back and go, oh, so the last 10, 15, 25, 50 years
0: were nothing but a lie. Exactly. And, and now then, you feel good because you've cleansed your conscience. You got it off your chest. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just curious. Yeah. So we're going to go here with fidelity Actions speak louder than words. And so basically what you are doing is showing the other person that my main goal is to build trust. So this is what I hear in couples therapy a lot. It's like, okay, I cheated. Let's say I'm the cheater. And my wife is telling me, Hey, you know, you're out of town, where are you? Where did you stop? Send me a picture. I want to see blah, blah, blah. And and they're upset about it. I'm upset about it. Okay, why can't, since I cheated, can I not think ahead and be like, hey, I cheated, it happened out of town. My partner is probably not going to trust me. So you know what? I'm going to tell my partner, hey... I'm leaving. I'm going to snap you pictures. I'm going to contact you. You can look at my phone when I get back. You're mm-hmm. going to know my whereabouts, track my phone, do whatever you look need at to do. my credit card receipts. Yes. Do it for them. Don't mm-hmm. wait for them to be like micromanaging you. Yeah, I, th- I do. I
1: think it's okay to say, you know, I d- betrayed the trust. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to do the heavy lifting on rebuilding the trust. And right. so what do you want to know? Life's an open book. Right. I, I agree.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, does this take work? Does it like go on and on and on? Yeah. Sometimes. And you're going to have to sacrifice some of your privacy. And it's going to get annoying. Yep. And you're going to have to be patient Mm -hmm. and you're going to be asked millions of questions, even though you've answered the questions already. Yep. Yep.
1: And so I just think of
0: that. So a client of mine taught me the saying,
1: and it's an old one, but if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Mm. So this is a natural consequence. Right. If you betray trust, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be long. And it's just what you're going to have to do. Mm -hmm. Just how it
0: goes. And it takes constant reassurance. And you shouldn't, again, you shouldn't have to wait for your partner to be like begging for the reassurance. But when they're angry with you and they're like bringing it up again and again, what are they asking for?
1: Reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. So give it to them. Just do it. Just say, Hey, it's okay. Right. So then we go into phase two, which is attunement, which is something completely different that will come out in our Reiki episode. Mm. Um, but to attune, what we want to do is the focus becomes on building the new relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's important. They're like, are we ever going to get back to what we were to which I always say no. You are never going to get back to what you were, but that doesn't mean it can't be fantastic.
0: Sometimes it can be even better. Right. And that's kind of the goal in the attune phase. Right. So Gottman describes it as the ability to understand and respect your partner's inner world. And so this is where you're being vulnerable and you're really expressing your deepest feelings and fears. Yeah. And as the other partner, like whoever
1: you're in a partnership with right now, to me, providing a comfortable, really safe place for your partner to be vulnerable is one of the greatest gifts you can give them. Mm-hmm. Where they can be, whether it's regarding an affair or not, right? just being a safe place for the person you love. Um, and if you look at the book, What Makes Love Last by the Gottmans, they actually have some um, tactics and approaches to help you kind of navigate through this. And mm-hmm.
0: how do you share the emotions? Right, so it's teaching you like, how do you check in with each other? Maintaining eye contact, really asking open-ended questions, and ask and asking them because you genuinely are interested and you yeah. want to know the answers. Asking the person to expound on what they're saying, answering bids consistently, all of those good things that make relationships strong. Absolutely, and
1: being vulnerable means each partner, each partner is willing to express their deeper thoughts, feelings, and, and desires. And if you can't do that with your partner, you should be. in therapy anyway. Um, but that is the one person you should be able to talk to about your insecurities, your hopes, your
0: dreams. Like, what do we want? Mm-hmm. I think this point here that, you know, men have more trouble expressing their emotions. What sometimes. Do you, I think that's true. Sometimes I think it's changing. I, th- I think it's changing. I think yeah. it used to be that anger was the only emotion that was okay. Right. But I am really pleasantly surprised that my younger guys that I'm seeing now In therapy, not in bed. Anyway. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. Okay. How old's Mark? Is he younger than you? Is that no, the young- oh. No. Um their <laughs> no. um verbal IQs and their ability yeah. to express a whole array of emotions. It's impressive. I love it. It really is. Yeah.
1: That's where we kind of needed to go. And by doing this, you will build intimacy. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking sexual intimacy. We're talking, you know, emotional intimacy where you feel connected, mm-hmm. which will help you increase the trust in the relationship.
0: Right. Final phase attachment. And this is where sex is involved, sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, I see this a lot in therapy. The mm-hmm. person that's cheated on is like, oh, hell no. I never want to have sex with you again, basically. Yeah. Like I'm going to punish you for I all eternity. I know your private
1: parts have been yes. I want nothing
0: to do with them. Exactly. There is not enough. Um, what is that stuff you use in the pandemic? That's hand sanitizer. Yes. Yeah. In the world to wash that <laughs> shit off, you know, and and I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh my God. So how Stop do you that. handle that in therapy? If they're like, I don't want to have sex. I don't want him to touch me. I don't want him to. What do you do?
1: Yeah, I, well, I will at times recommend a sex therapist, and those are hard to come by. I think there's one in Sioux Falls, and then I have a friend that doesn't down in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be able to talk about it. These are my reservations. Um, you have to be able to follow each other's leads. And sometimes it just means, I mean, I will tell couples, like, we're going to start from literally from scratch. Mm-hmm. We're going to lay on the bed fully clothed with, like, our arms touching. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get comfortable with that. And then maybe my head on your shoulder, and then we're going to get comfortable with that. And Mm -hmm. then we're going to slowly move into sex can take a long time to get to Mm -hmm. in in this case, because um, there's just a lot of hurt feelings. It's I don't want to say it's PTSD because nobody was going to die, but there are some trauma triggers, you know, that the person who was cheated
0: on will just get these images Mm -hmm. and it that talk about a mood killer. And you know, when I've helped couples try to re- rebuild their relationships, if the, ch- if the cheating person is pushing sex, oh. you might as well just look up your divorce attorneys right. in the, in the phone. The yeah. Just write the check and yeah. get it over with. I mean, you, it's over. It's just not, you cannot yeah. push that. No, you can't. And that's a natural consequence of mm-hmm. what you did.
1: Yeah, it is. And you know, luckily there's many ways to take care of those needs yourself.
0: Right. You know, if your partner's not ready for it. Raselita. The Raselita. <laughs> right now the Gottman institute is currently seeking couples for an international study on a fair recovery i know so who knows maybe you guys want to contribute and that would be a good thing we can learn
1: i think so and and I'm glad we talked about this today because as we've talked about before, we've, we've seen a fair share of affairs come out of the pandemic. And I think people were just in really shitty places mm-hmm. and were self-medicating with whatever they could, whether it was alcohol or food or, you know, the endorphin hit you get from another person right. and, you know, you can survive this. Yes, absolutely. So we're the shrinks. And that's a wrap.